boys episode 35 of don't spoil the ending yep welcome to the show if you're listening uh i'm joe i'm sam i'm nick hi i'm john good stuff uh how are we all today yeah pretty good a bit tired today but yeah yeah, good 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 good. i noticed earlier um on our whatsapp group john that you were mentioned that you bought a sausage roll Oh, yeah. And it was very much like the diagrams that you've drew of the perfect sausage roll. I just wanted to get confirmation of that on the show. Yeah, that, they were my words. <laughs> so are you making diagrams of your perfect pastries now? I wasn't expecting this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're just drawing pastries? In the work, in, yeah. uh, in the work, in, work <laughs> in, in the last couple of weeks. I was quite busy. I just, uh, I just want an explanation. I'm I, know, I was showing my colleagues what the perfect sausage roll should look like. Yeah. And I drew like 3D diagrams of right. ratio of sausage roll to meat content. Yeah. Uh, and that one on the picture today matched up perfect. with my diagram perfectly. Yeah. Great. I just, I, I just needed to double check. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I've had the, the perfect yeah. sausage roll today okay. from Waterfields. Yeah. Not yeah. Greg's. Just thought it was strange <clears throat> you were drawing pictures of pastry. Northwest owns Waterfields. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Doesn't. I've wondered that. Yeah. Northwest owns isn't it? Right. All right. I, I just wanted to bring it up and then swiftly move on. Yeah. Um, draw me like one of your French pastries. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anybody's interested, I'll get a few pictures, that diagrams on the Twitter feed. Just oh, so are they really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, will get, I will get a few on there. <laughs> Great stuff. Yep. Um, so our film this week uh, is? Uh, Darkest Hour. Yeah. Yep. It's a film by Winston Churchill. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Getting all the uh, the Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. Being tipped for all the awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that'll, be our, that'll be our headline for this week. Yep. Uh, does anyone got anything else you want to talk about before we move on to games? We could do the uh, little game I've come up with. Oh, you've got a game, have you? Okay. So we were discussing sort of like people's ages on the way back from the film last night, sort of going, oh, I wonder how old Churchill was at the time and stuff like that, because yeah. sometimes his looks could be deceiving and stuff like that yeah anyway on the imdb they have a birthday section so birthdays today there's three of them just gonna play guess how old they are okay oh. <laughs> 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 um yeah we need to make a sting or something don't yeah. we yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's just who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> can't just steal one just we could. Line, like inman's game <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right sam do you want to, in- we, you want we to introduce that in afterwards do you want to introduce the game and then i'll edit in the music uh, I mean, there's no official name for it yet, is there? We'll name what? it. Inman's Game. Sam's Age Game. Yeah. What's my age again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, actors whose birthdays are today, guess the age. Snappy. <laughs> <laughs> Just trips off the top. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the meaning of it. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay. First one, Evan Peters. So, Evan Peters... Of American Horror Story, X Men, Kick Ass. Are we guessing his age now? Guessing his age. It's his birthday today. How old is he today? Oh, I'm going. Can I go first? Oh, for sure. Thirty-one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I was going with thirty-two. Oh. <clears throat> um, I will go with thirty-three. <laughs> Do you have to be dead on, or is it closest? Uh, well, someone is dead on. So should we do dead on? We'll do dead on. We'll do dead on. If you're closest, you don't get the points. Sam, this is your game. I'm taking over. Sorry, mate. That's fine. I'm going to keep track of scores. 
maybe do this as a I mean yep. people's, oh, people's weekly guess are. the age people's weekly <laughs> guess the age of the actor game <laughs> I mean people have birthdays every week so. <laughs> uh, he is 31 yes. oh, congratulations next up Rain Wilson birthday today how okay. old is he I mean, I wouldn't mind going first, but if anyone wants to jump in first. Uh, Rain Wilson of The Office fame. Yeah. Of Office, the and Transformers fame. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've got, I've got an age straight away, but... I'm, I'm going to go for 40. I'm going to go 47. 44. You're all way off. Oh. 52. Okay. He looks so right for wait, the age. Wait, wait. If you're closest, <laughs> you get a point for being closest. No, are we, I don't. Are think we so. saying dead on? Oh. Gotta be dead on. I think you have to be dead on because in the last game, Nick went for thirty-two and I went for thirty-three, and you went for thirty-one. Yeah, so but... Nick literally had no chance of winning. <laughs> I know, yeah. but, but but this time I uh, I'm the closest, so I reckon I get. Half... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I reckon this I get time. half a point for this. <laughs> I think we'll go dead on. We'll have to go dead on. Oh. Make it more interesting. <laughs> okay, finally, David Lynch. Oh, oh. <laughs> your boy! Well, I, I'm, it's one of two. Well. It's one of two ages, but I don't know which one's right. Happy birthday, Mr. Lynch! I'll let, I'll let you guys go first. Happy birthday, Dave! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got literally the age in my head, but I don't want to. I'm gonna. All right, Nick, do you want to try first? I'm gonna go 75. I, um, I'm gonna go for 72. Oh, I was gonna say 72. 73. Wow. You can both go for the same. Oh, age. 72. No, then, 72. No, no 73. 73. I'll go with. I think he was 72. You should have stuck with 72, oh, 72 oh, today. Yes! Oh, no. I'm a bigger Twin Peaks fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, recount. <laughs> Do over. Uh, and that's that concludes our uh, <laughs> birthdays this week. What was the name of the game? Uh, I can't even remember. It was so long-winded. <laughs> Inman's Guess the Actor's Age game. It's their birthday today <laughs> game. Great. I'll, I'll put this thing in now. <laughs> Great, I have fun with that. What was the, what was the scores? Uh, JT's on one point, you're on one point, Nick is on zero. <laughs> you have to redeem yourself next week, Nick. I'm maintaining I, I should have half a point. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea in the future, it's just like, guess John O's age. <laughs> 40, 41. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, should we guess John O's age for a bonus point? I suppose we all know, right? <laughs> um, Okay. That was a fun game. I enjoyed that. But you, that went better than all you thought, didn't it? You naysayers. <laughs> yeah. Should have said this is our first four-man show of 2018, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. First time me and Sam have been on the same podcast since November. Yeah, Halloween. I think we were working out last time I was on. Yeah, yeah was that Antichrist? That one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, should we move on to games then? Are we quite happy to move on to that first? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. Got, I've got a few things to talk about. Um... Dark Souls is coming out for the Switch, a remastered version. Uh, which one is it? Like three? No, I think it's the first, very oh, first one. They're remastering it. I don't. I've, I've I've heard they're not touching anything with graphics really, but they're going to be. It's going to be like sixty frames per second, which is quite good for Dark Souls. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a sort of game where if they change too much balancing in the game, the rabid fans of that would fume over it. So I'm going to assume it's it's going to be pretty close to the original. Yeah. Um, but that's quite an interesting game to come out on the Switch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Nintendo have got like a history of 
placating their like younger fans, but with the Switch, they seem to be properly yeah. going a bit more hardcore, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I think we mentioned before that the um, Gal Gun's coming out on that soon. That's the game where you shoot anime girls' clothes off. Yeah, that's literally coming out on the Switch. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dooms came out on there, hasn't it? We've mentioned yeah, that a few Doom, times. Yeah. That's not exactly child friendly. Mm. Um, Even yeah. stuff like Oxen Free that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. That that is in the same kind of vein as life is strange so mm. you know kids aren't going to be buying that so that, no, that's an yeah. interesting one yeah that's that's just, i bought that earlier three pound 99 on offer um, yeah that's that's surely worth it john you've Definitely, recommended yeah. it in the past i've only played like half of it so far but yeah. it's a great game though. so half a recommend half a recommend yeah. yeah play the first half yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah dark souls is a game that i've never actually put time into just because it's, it's probably too hard for me but have you played any of them <clears throat> games? only bloodborne and yeah. that was really hard I didn't get very far. I bought uh, Dark Souls Born on the Xbox 360 years ago off a recommendation. I didn't have any clue what I was getting myself in for. And I, I, I go around the corner, the, ver- the first corner in the game, and encounter a massive mob or monster, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I, I don't even know if I got, got past that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think I, did, I think I got to the first boss on Bloodborne. And then was like, I can't do this game. I got past the Father Gascoigne was the first boss. Yeah, it was a weird glitch where I could get past that one. But yeah, I mean, it took me a week just to get to the actual boss of the first level. Yeah, it's just too hard. Yeah. So I don't even know why I'm excited about Dark Souls. Maybe well, it's just because it's a Switch game. I don't know if it's too hard. It's just that that's the point in the game almost. And so yeah, you meant to just struggle. It's you know? supposed to be punishing. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I had Demon Souls on PS3, which was like the one before Dark Souls, I think. But I didn't get far in that one either. Yeah. 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 Um, another upcoming game I wanted to bring up. Uh, did anyone play Theme Hospital? I did back in the day. I feel like I know what you're going to talk about. But... I'm going to bring up Two Point Hospital. Yeah. Is what it's called. So this is a company where the main two people behind it used to work at Bullfrog, and they were part of the development team who did Theme Hospital. Mm-hmm. And they're basically having they're putting together a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital. So they've released a trailer recently. I think it's it's been it's. Uh, it's been published by Sega, so it's got Sega's backing. Yep. Um, the trailer is just you. You, it's the same humor as the old theme hospital. Um, so somebody has got the illness of lightheadedness, so their head is a giant light bulb. <laughs> and I can say though, I believe this time it's real, uh, real ailments. There was no, there. no. So it's not even that. I, that I I heard the same the same thing, but that was a different hospital game. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was a different one that, that isn't linked to this one. Oh, this yeah. is made by a couple of people who worked on the original, have battered around ideas for a few years, and they're coming back with a new, basically it's the new Theme Hospital. I don't think they can name it Theme Hospital, but they've made a company called, I think it's Two Point Studios, and what they're going to do is build all these uh, simulation games, basically. So it, it ties in with our conversations about cities recently. So, that, we, might, so we might get like a Two Point Theme Park thing. Yeah, well, this is this is what I'm thinking that they might bring in a different type of simulation. So what they've re- they've said recently is that when they made Theme Hospital, they were expecting lots of other different simulation games to come out, and they've said not many of them captured the same sort of humor as Theme Hospital because they've not took themselves they've took themselves maybe too seriously. So they've made a studio to basically make these games that have got the same humor, same style. As yeah. as theme hospital, <clears throat> theme park world stuff like that, 
And yeah, release them as part of their, their new their new venture. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Because yeah. <laughs> the, the only game I can think of that had real humour in it that was a simulation game, that I've played at least, was Tropico 5 I played. That's where you play a dictator. Yeah. And th- that has a lot of humour in it. It's not the same type of humour, because the theme hospital is a very British style of humour. Um, yeah. A lot of like irony and stuff, like, you know. A lot of visual gags, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, the... like, for example, popping someone's head in the old games where somebody would have an overinflated head. <laughs> and they'd have to pop the head and then re- reinflate a new head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that game. That's that's. I saw that announcement over the weekend. Quite happy I look forward that. to that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're two upcoming games I wanted to talk about. Uh, I spent most of my time recently playing Nier Automata, or Nier <clears throat> Automata, I don't really know how to pronounce it, because they never actually use the words, but that is that is my 2017 game of the year now. <laughs> there's just, there's no, going, no other go, way of coming about it. That, that game, if you could put 40 hours aside to put into that, it's one of the most rewarding experiences I've had playing a game in a long time. Yeah. So the game is basically there's a war on Earth and it's the it's these machines against the androids and you're the androids fighting on behalf of the humans who now live on the moon. <laughs> um, basically, aliens invaded thousands of years ago and the machines that they brought with them have basically took over Earth and that's what led for humans to leave develop androids and those androids now fight this almost endless war against the machines so you've got the the machines and the androids and yeah there's there's a lot to that game there are so many layers to it i don't actually want to give too much of it away because the rewarding part of that experience is playing through it and yeah, piecing it all together to give yourself kind of thing yeah so it's a game you're supposed to play more than once so you play it you play it all the way through the first time as 2B, which is the sort of main android. And then on the second playthrough, you play as 9S, who is your companion android from the first playthrough. So you repeat a lot of the same sequences as the same bosses and things like that, but from his perspective. But it fleshes out the story from the first playthrough. I love the idea of that. Because you just said uh, it's like an endless war. And I love the fact that when you've finished... Yeah, yeah. You essentially go back to the beginning anyway. <laughs> it's it's like the game's like a concept type thing, mm. but there is like a finite ending to it. And I got to that on mine. It, it took me about forty hours. I did ninety percent of the quests by that point. And yeah, like I was I was blown away about blown away by some of the things in that game. Just the concept and it's very it's it's a game where the characters question their existence and question what is this? Like mm. so it takes place uh, in the year like eleven hundred something, so it's 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 set on Earth, but so far into the future it's completely different. But the it's the the setting is a post apocalyptic world where all the buildings have been taken over by like nature, and these robots are all like not to give too much away about what how the robots think, but it's almost like some of them are, have developed some form of consciousness. So there's a, again, not major spoilers, but you meet a character called Pascal pretty early on in the game, and he's basically created a village of friendly robots. So when you first turn up there, they're all holding white surrender flags. They're like, oh, come to our village. (laughs) And yeah, up to that point, robots you've always seen as like the enemy, but 
they some of them have formed their own consciousness and maybe maybe not so much like that but it's how you interpret stuff as well yeah but the game has 26 <laughs> endings um <laughs> 26 endings most of them are not worth doing but it's the main five good endings the rest are considered bad where they don't really count but they go on your yeah. save file but yeah those those five endings like it's it reminded me a lot of metal gear 5 so with metal gear solid 5 you finish the game the credits roll and then the game carries on again with a whole new thing like a new chapter that you don't even expect and you feel i felt the same thing with playing this that i did with that so when you do other playthroughs you've got to just view it like chapters and keep rolling with it and the when you look back and look at the full experience like i was totally blown away by it yeah so that for me is the best game i've played in a long time i've been saying over the last week that it's in my top 10 games ever I don't know how far up, so I'm going to put a list together and see where yeah, it, do it ends up. But, we could do a top games ever pod- yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't get over that because I've totally got absorbed into that even after I've finished it. So I'm listening to the music from it. I'm looking at merch I can buy. Like <laughs> I'm literally totally sucked into it. And yep. I want to play more of it. So I've got more I can play of that game. But... Yeah, I I want another one of those games, and I don't know when I'm ever gonna get that because <laughs> it felt like it's it's published by Square Enix, so it's it's got Final Fantasy elements to it without being a Final Fantasy game, yeah. Whilst also being an action game, and it's very anime. You've got to kind of get your head around the fact that this was released to a Japanese audience as the primary audience. So to just put it in perspective, one of the trophies is if you angle the camera to look up her dress. 10 times in the game you get a trophy for that you have to kind of look past that. like it like it. <laughs> you have to look past that because you look at that and go oh, it's one of the, it's a daft game but you you have to remember that i don't know some people are not gonna be happy with stuff like that in it there's not much of that and it kind of feels like that's out of place with the rest of the yeah. game how, how quickly did you unlock that trophy that was one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the last trophies i got um but like that was when when you say that you don't realize that there's so much more depth to the game that it ta- it's yeah that almost misrepresents the actual yeah game itself. exactly like you yeah. have, that's a one that's a one percent of a game that you know isn't like that so yeah. the majority of the androids you meet and stuff they're all women like they're all like anime women type people and you see a couple of male ones you don't see many but it's just that's just that's just the universe that this game has been built in. Like this is this is Japan, where a lot we mentioned Galgun before. Yeah. There's no games out there shooting off male high school students' clothes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying there should be, but <laughs> um, it's that whole anime fan service type thing. So there's yeah. a little bit of that in the game that I think misrepresents the entire thing because it's it's much more thoughtful and much deeper with a lot of layers to it. So. I fully, lo- I just totally love it. Like I can't, can't even describe how much I like that game. <laughs> Can I ask? Uh, is it a series, Nia, or is this the only so, game? Yeah, um, Nia is actually it is a series, but I have heard the name before. Like it's it's high, this this game, as far as I've heard, has got pretty much nothing to do with any pre previous games for it. So I'm sure I've seen like a game cover with like a guy with like a bit like Dante from a Devil May Cry, yeah, and that was a Nia yeah, game yeah. as well, like you know, like shocking blonde hair and stuff. Yeah, I think I th- from my understanding is that some of the elements towards the very end of the game link in loosely to all games but right. i've went in never even 
really hearing about the, the series before, yeah. and it hasn't hasn't affected my enjoyment at all. That's good. You can pick up the game without you to- yeah, playing totally. the service before. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to kind of look at it and go that there's probably a couple of elements here that you go, oh right, that that links in with this. Yeah, you it's set thousands of years into the future after the older games. Is it a series in the same respect as Final Fantasy? The series, as in like like. The- Possibly, there, there, there I, are yeah. certain elements that um, are the same, but like as as games, they tend to be standalone, don't they? Yeah, no, that's that's a good good comparison because Final Fantasy, like like you said, a lot of the summons are all named similar, or there'll be characters like Sid who appears in like I think every Final Fantasy, but it's always a different person. Like there's yeah. no connection. I don't know if that's the case with Nia, but all I know is that it's set that far into the future that it's completely irrelevant, like the old games. But, yeah. Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah, wanted wanted to put that out there. It's 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 my. It has to be my twenty seventeen game of the year. So you're changing your twenty seventeen game of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Battlegrounds off simply what that game did, yep. but near kind of. I've not played a game like that and felt like that about a game in a long time. But I'm moving on to Persona Five soon, so hopefully that doesn't take over and become my next twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Spend all year just changing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should find out my 2016 game of the year, shouldn't I? Um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say on that. That's that's games covered up from my perspective. Okay, finished Night of the Woods. Um, I know I just said I'd finish, but I'm just going to finish off with this. Finished Night in the Woods. Fully love that game. Uh, Missed it a few times recently. Finished it. Loved it. Would play. Would play again. Did yeah. you mention that was coming to the Switch as well? Yeah, they were releasing it at Night in the Woods Weird Autumn, which is like a slightly extended version of the oh, game right. on the Switch. It's not enough for me to rebuy it, but yeah, yeah love that game. Really good. Great stuff. Yeah, should we... Uh, any other games? One quick thing, not, not much to say about it, but the uh, on the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo announced on Thursday that uh, of the Nintendo Labo, was it, or Labo? I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like a cardboard 3D printer. I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I'm interested. <laughs> oh, I hate cardboard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just interested in the concept. Apparently, it added like 1.4 billion to the share value straight away. Yeah. Like people just so like into it, kind of thing. It's cardboard. Sure. I think you mentioned like cardboard's the, uh, you know, like the new gold. <laughs> well, I've said this. Like, I was going to open open a store selling cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh, I not about that, <laughs> right? I was gonna I was gonna do that yeah. because whatever you sell anything online, what do you always sell it with? A box. Who needs cardboard boxes? Everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody needs cardboard boxes. Nintendo have Nintendo beat me to agree it. Agree with you? Yeah. They've beat me to it. They're yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, make some things out of cardboard, and we'll put a screen on it." Yeah. They've stole my idea. You can make working pianos. Sort of. Yeah. You can make, yeah. yeah. Uh... If it's three D printed, it's not like it's not cardboard. Well, so it's, no, cardboard, no, it's not three D printed. Like the way it's... It's like you cut the cardboard and stuff and oh, fold the. I think so. I don't know much about it to be honest. So, with it's, yeah. so it's not three D printed in any way. I don't think so. I no, mean, no, it's just. It, it, how, how, how's that something to do with the switch then? So it's basically your switch interacts with the actual items that you make. Yeah, the cardboard items that you make. Yeah. So you physically go and make stuff out of cardboard. I assume they provide you with the special cardboard. Uh, you can either make your own complete creations, or you can make their like ready-made. Yeah. You know, put this in it'll make this or whatever. But they make things called Toy Cons, which are like the Joy Cons. And the Toy Cons work with the Nintendo Switch. Right. Okay. But they're out of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy it's idea. A good idea. But like, people seem to be loving the, the concept behind it. Yeah. 
It reminds me of like in the nineties when uh, they did like a little camera for the Game Boy and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Printer, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. could print out photos and stuff. So that's that kind of same idea, isn't it? The, yeah. A weird peripheral for it. Yeah. Can't, I can't I can't knock Nintendo at the moment. Like it just the stuff they're yeah, they're smashing with. it, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine this is the company that released the Wii U, that just totally died. Yeah. Like, but I feel like they always do this though. They have like one good console, one bad console. Mm-hmm. Like the GameCube didn't do well. Yeah. Uh 3DS saved it for them. Well the 2D sorry the Well DS. the DS and then DS. But then but then between the DS and the 3DS, they did the 2DS. Or did yeah. they do the other way around? I can't I don't know. I think the 3DS came first. It was, wasn't it? So it's just always backwards anyway. Yeah, the Wii smashed it, but then the Wii U yeah. bombed. Yeah. Well yeah. even with the DS, they released about fifteen different versions of the two DS and the three DS. Like yeah. you get a two DS that doesn't have a three D capability, which was poor anyway. I hated the three D. Yeah, it's a bit of just a gimmick in it. It was just yeah. gimmick, but yeah, they, they it's very hit and miss, isn't it? Yeah. Nintendo. So this could be like a could be a bit of a flop. But it's just a, like a cool little idea that's chucking out there, you know. Yeah. I like yep. it. All right. Should we move on to television? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Sam. Me. <clears throat> uh, I've got a couple of shows, uh, which are both talk shows, but um, <clears throat> they kind of varying, varying style. So. First one is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. I keep hearing about this. <clears throat> it's been out for years as a internet series and was on Sony's network Crackle. Um, so I've heard about this. Like Jerry Seinfeld, like stand-up, really good in Seinfeld, the show. Yeah. Um, interestingly, in Seinfeld, the show, he comes across as somewhat doesn't like cars and see, I think it, part of his show is... It's just a car that gets you from A to B. But in, in this show, he he's like a real petrol head. Oh, right. He says he's a, he's a, he's a car guy and everything <laughs> like that. However, like, when he's when he's describing the car, I'm like, I don't, I'm not buying into anything you're saying. I feel like you're just reading off a script here. <laughs> like, I don't fully believe it. Just, he sounds so staged when, he sounds almost sarcastic when he's describing, like, this beautiful V8 engine. I'm like, <laughs> do you just not maybe, maybe that's the point, though. Mm. I don't know. Could be doing, like, a kind of Jeremy Clarkson, like, kind of, like, parody yeah. almost. <laughs> well, I don't know, because he, he'll spend time with the other comedians, sort of, like, looking at the car and sort of, like, going, oh, how great is it? And stuff like that. And, like, it's, a, it's a part of the show and stuff like that. Like, he'll change the car every week to, like, a different vintage car or whatever like that pick up a different comedian and it's very it's a very structured show with just in a car but then they'll go to a restaurant or a coffee shop or anything like that and get back in the car and just drop off like that's that's literally it um yeah but i find it, find it odd that it's like it's 12 to 20 minute episodes and i just felt like i couldn't get any into any of the episodes because of the way it's edited because they're supposed to be having sort of like conversations in in the car it's edited so quickly that there's there's a constant background music on it which i can't i can't get behind i don't like that yeah um and you feel like they're just trying to cram in 10 different like little stories into this 12 minute episode and you're not spending any time actually getting into the story at all it jumps so quick between the i just I was looking forward to it so much, like viewing it because it was on Crackle, so I didn't really didn't watch it or anything like that. It's come to Netflix as a collection, so it's yeah, not I in the that. it's not in the same order as it came out oh, okay. in the series. So the series he started off with uh, Larry 
Stephen Walsh. David. David. David, yeah. Um, so that was the episode one, but the episode one on Netflix is Jim Carrey. I've watched both of them episodes as well. The gym, like I, I, I've, I've when I've been watching it, I've just been going through trying to find the best looking ones. And yeah, well, I suppose you can do that with a collection if it's not in order and yeah. stuff like. That. There's yeah. no sort of. I mean, no, the, no through line to it. Yeah, there's not not going to link or anything like that. But I just couldn't quite get into it. But I watched the Barack Obama one of it, which was what comedians in cars. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it's it's kind of like a special one, but Jerry Seinfeld kind of says at the start of the episode, well, Barack Obama's kind of a cool president and he does come out does come out with some quite good one liners and stuff like that. Yeah. Well I'm sure some people call him a comedian, won't they? So I watched that episode because that ties in with uh David Letterman's new talk show. Yeah, I, was on... I, I, I thought this would be your other other show. Yeah. So the other show is David Letterman's uh, My Guest my next guest needs no introduction. Yep. So this is a monthly TV show on Netflix. Where monthly? I thought it was weekly. Is it monthly? No, it's going to be monthly. Right. So over the next six months, there's going to be six shows. First one started off with Barack Obama. This is totally different. It's completely bare concept where there's just two of them sat on a stage. Big audience um, comes out, he introduces Barack Obama. Um, but he has like... the cast of this is going to be sort of like well Barack Obama's first episode but then they're going to have like Jay-Z on there and then other, I think it was George Clooney one of them George well, Clooney yeah. is one of them yeah. so it's all big kind of not your usual getting on your late night talk shows yeah, I don't know not, really not someone who's like selling a book that week no 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 it's got to be like you know somebody yeah. actually interesting kind yeah. of thing and the stories that David, uh, Barack Obama was telling was genuinely interesting and they Give it time to get into the, into sort of the interesting part of the story, rather than when they're in the car and they chop and change between the stories. Mm-hmm. I found yeah. Barack Obama on David Letterman so much better than what he was on um, Comedians in Cars. Basically, the funniest part of the Barack Obama cut in Comedians in Cars was when Jerry Seinfeld wasn't even there. And basically, it's an outtake right at the end when. He's telling his security guard not to shoot Jerry Seinfeld because he's going to knock at the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the funniest part of the show. And they're not even in the car. They're not getting coffee, and it doesn't even include Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, I just I really like the way sort of like the David Letterman show is set up and everything like that, and it just feels so much more heartfelt, so much funnier. And not even, I'll give comedians of cars a few more episodes and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, like twelve minute, twenty minute filler episodes, but I can't, yeah. I can't wait to see the next David Letterman talk show. Uh, yeah, episode. I think like part of the big appeal with that is the fact he's been away from TV for so long now yeah. that it's actually make. I presume it'll be like a final comeback because he he must be in his well. He said now. it was um well he said after late night talk show um that that was his retirement. It, yeah, it was done. So at the start of this because it, it almost like. It's his talk show, but he he almost indulges in his story as much as like the guest. Right. So he gives a lot of background of what he's been doing in between, sort of like when he was last on TV, and he actually gets quite. Um, he, his personal stuff comes out as well. I, th- I quite like that with with what he did. Right. That, so. It's grown quite an impressive white beard as well now. Yes, that's yeah. uh, it's very good. It's quite good. <laughs> I've just, I can't get. Um, between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis out of my head when you're, you're explaining that. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I have. What, what's it called, yeah. sorry? 
Between, between two, two Ferns. ferns. No, no, with no. Zach Galifianakis. It was um, a show we did a while ago on YouTube. It was just like little five-minute interviews, but it'd be with the likes of Will Ferrell and stuff, and Justin Bieber was on it and stuff. But it was really, it was just tongue-in-cheek. It, it was Zach Galifianakis' like strange sense mm. of humour thing. Yeah, like a weird parody of a... Yeah, there was a, a, a total parody. Like, yeah. But I'm sure he had like Barack Obama on there. And stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah, possibly. Did he have him on? Sure there? He did, yeah. yeah, but it was it, that. That I, I remember enjoying that. I thought that was funny. But yeah, I just just thought about yeah. that when you were saying that. I now, think that oh, sorry. I've actually watched uh, the comedian in Cars one, mm. and uh, like you've you've got me interested in the David Letterman one. I, I kind of I'm quite curious to watch that. Yeah. But I I've only watched like uh, the Jim Carrey one of Comedian Cars. Um, Jerry, no. David, uh, Laurie David, sorry, yep. um, and Will Ferrell. I think I watched a couple of others, but like I, I like the Jim Carrey one and I like the Will Ferrell one, but like the other ones I got bored. Like they did, um, oh, what's his name? The other one from Jumanji, um, the small one, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Hart, <laughs> right. um, Kevin Hart, and, and I, I like him in films, but I just I wasn't interested in that episode. No. I was so bored of it, and like like I I, I like the Jim Carrey one, but I found it a, just a bit odd. Like, because he's, he's, he's he, an odd he, guy. He, he was in his he was yeah. in his weird stage. Yeah. Well, he's still in his weird stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that felt a bit weird. And uh, yeah, Will Ferrell felt it felt very much put on. It didn't feel like genuine uh, yeah. banter kind of thing. A lot of it does feel put on. I just feel like when the film in it, I I feel like they'd never actually get into any conversation whatsoever. Yeah. They feel like I'll do this, you do this, and then film like. Two minutes, and I'm just yeah. like, right, we'll edit that down for a one minute snippet of the of the show. Right. It's like it's like how we record. Don't spoil the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Is it totally improv? The comedians in cars. Show? Uh, apparently, it's completely unscripted and everything like that. But I'm not, well, the outtake from the Barack Obama one was definitely something being set up. So right. <laughs> whether that's different because it includes the president, maybe I can't spoil. imagine. It's good. Just run with it. Like, <laughs> go with it, Barack. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, what, I, did you ever watch the Larry David one? Uh, not like, no, I'm not. I watched sure. it and like, it, it, he's, he's like a full-on vegan kind of thing. He um, and he's got like very strict dietary, uh, and it, it seems very boring in the way he eats. Like, <laughs> like he'll it, only eat plain food and like, I mean, I, I know you do with burgers, but you wouldn't even eat a burger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, Seinfeld um, gave him a a. a a pancake for breakfast and, and it's the first time he'd ever tried it and he didn't like it uh, <laughs> and it, it was quite it, that was quite funny watching that but and because it, it's just like his character in a Curb Your Enthusiasm so oh, I was going to say it sounds like a weird crossover that with Curb Your Enthusiasm because in that show a lot of that show was just him and Sandfeld in a, in, eating yeah, in a yeah. diner like, <laughs> 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 that, that's yeah. probably that, that's probably probably the intent of it then I guess yeah. Well, they're, they're lifelong friends and they've written for each other and stuff like that. Like well, uh, Larry David was part of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Like, producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel like if you put them in a car, you should get a, a, an hour's worth of conversation out of them, which you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't have to edit. Yeah, it should be it's gold. Gonna be, yeah, yeah. You kind of feel, that, and that's how I was imagining the show was going to be before watching it, and that's how I kind of I wish it was after yeah. watching it because I feel like you, I just can't get into it. Right? Bit of a wasted opportunity. But they've done. They've. I think they've been on, or oh, as an internet series since like 2013, 2014. Yeah. So and they've got like ten seasons of it. A lot it's of like episodes. Three collections of twenty episodes or something. Yeah. So, so they've. I mean, someone must have enjoyed it. 
Jerry Seinfeld, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's a great review. Someone must be. <laughs> I'm interested in giving it a go when it's Seinfeld in it, so I'll yeah. give it a go at some point. Yep. Cool. Um, any more TV? I think I'm done for TV. I've but... got nothing in me. No? All right. Let's go on to films then. Um, I wanted to just raise one film. There's possibly a new Super Mario film coming out. Oh, really? Animated oh. by the people who made Minions. It's going to be right. Mario. Yeah. Okay. There's not much more on that. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's all the news you get in this week. <laughs> it's but, going to be an, another um, Mario Bros, isn't it? Mario Bros. I have no <laughs> idea. Because I, I remember that real life one was insane. Like, that's what I mean. It's going to be another one of them, isn't it? Super Mario Bros. <laughs> that, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, oh God. What's the short bald guy called who died recently? Uh, I was about to say Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the English guy. Don't know Bob Hoskins. Oh. Uh, right. He was Mario, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and John Leguizamo was Luigi. It was a good cast, yeah. and Dennis Hopper was King Cooper. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why are these actors playing <laughs> video game characters? How did the film turn out to be that shit? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's look forward to that. Yeah, because <laughs> no, um, Mario obviously recently uh, linked up with the Rabbids, you know, from the Rayman oh, universe, yeah. who a lot of people say are a bit like the Minions. So mm. I wonder what what it would be like having a Mario film made by the people who made Minions. I think it'd be good because I think, Despicable Me is a good that, series. Do you think they'd put the Rabbids in his film? Ooh, I don't know. Me probably because it, it'd just be the, it, it'd just be a what was despicable me one, wasn't it? Then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I'm shocked. Thinking about that, I'm shocked they haven't done that already. Like, it's mad, isn't it? are like an idea for a Minions kind of film, aren't they? Because yeah. like, they've they've tried films on, on a lot of game franchises, mm-hmm. and Mario's won the most well-known games character. I'd Mario, say so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than the Pong Bat, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. No, I've got Mario. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Pac Man, but yeah, oh yeah, maybe. Other, yeah. other than other than that, Mario's right probably not as had as many film outings as you would have expected him to have. Yeah. No. Um, I'll, I, the only image I've got in my head of that game, I've literally got the, um, Mario game in my head. I'm just watching a film of Mario the game. <laughs> you just yeah. got a side-scrolling film. <laughs> but that's the thing; like, it doesn't have much dialogue in the games. It's a me, a Mario, and then. <laughs> Oh, that's literally it. Can't be trusted to say anything else. He might be like a, a massive racist. <laughs> Mario gets outed. <laughs> Maybe I, mean, I, I can't name any black characters in Mario. <laughs> no. Is he Italian? Is he Japanese? Will it just start yeah. as him as like a plumber and then he, he, <laughs> he decides he needs to go and save a princess or something? <laughs> I'm not a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Mario Brothers are called Mario Brothers. But it's Mario and Luigi, isn't it? So yeah. Is his name Mario Mario? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Luigi Mario, Mario Mario. I don't think Waluigi's his brother, is he? No, it's not Wario, Wario and Wario. With bizarre version of Mario or something. Yeah. But is Waluigi Wario's brother? Oh God, maybe. <laughs> so is Waluigi's name Waluigi Wario? Because Wario's had his own games like Wario were and stuff. Yeah. Is that named after his last name? Possibly. Or is this where the Japanese culture thing where they switch the names around? Maybe it's mm. that. 
Super. Is that his real first name? <laughs> Super Mario. While we're on the topic, uh, is King Cooper related to Bowser? Because Bowser seems to use Cooper Troopers quite a lot. They all one big, like, evil could, family. Could be. But, like, do you know, Peach keeps getting abducted. I think she's she's playing for it now. She's been abducted that many times. <laughs> Maybe. The I mean, there's Morton Downey Jr. Is that... Is that the actual per- that's the actual actor in it, Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey Morton Super Coop- Mario Morton- Jr. Morton Cooper Jr. <laughs> I presume that's King Cooper's son. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> what about Yoshi as well? I don't like Yoshi. Yoshi was in the film as well. That old film. This mm. weird old creepy dinosaur that they find. It? <laughs> it's so weird that film. I think he's overrated. Yeah, Yoshi. You know, like play Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I'd never played it. I just no, I, I think the character of Yoshi he doesn't really contribute mm. um, to you know. Society. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Other films. What have you watched? Yeah, I've got a couple. Have you, got, you guys got anything first? Or? No. no. Okay, I'll just burn through these. I've not got a ton to say about them, but drop the bombshell on WhatsApp in the week that I'm uh, I'm readjusting my top five from 2017. I know you're oh, all you're, dying. Not, you're not allowed to change well, these lists, well. John. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're all dying to hear this. Are so. you actually going to add a 2017 film into this list? or? I actually am. <laughs> I've checked in the meantime, split 2017 film. It's 2016. Aired at festivals in 2016, so I don't count that. That's fine. <laughs> no, That's I'm, sure they, I'm sure they got a wider release in 2016. No, no, US, 2017, January, it's oh, fine. Our, our main film is down as a 2017 film. Apparently, well, that on, is actually a 2017 film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yep, okay. that's different. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm changing my top five. You guys will be interested in this. Uh, you've heard of The Red Turtle, I presume. Studio Ghibli film. Came out last year. I'll be honest, uh, I I don't know that one. I mean, I've not heard of it, no. No. You guys would love it. I'm not normally a fan of cartoons, you guys know Get that, me. but... But this cartoon. is actually an adult film. This is, this is a real it's, film. Though. It sounds dead derogatory when you use the word, you know, cartoons. Cartoons, but this is a real Animated. film, this one. Uh, it's amazing. It's a uh, cartoon uh, by Studio Ghibli. I believe you guys are fans. That triggers me. I don't know why. <laughs> Just calling them cartoons. Cartoons. Right, okay. But cool. you, you guys are fans. Of, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Or? Uh, I thought it was Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Okay, oh, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one of their films that I've seen. Yeah. But it's fantastic. There's no dialogue in the film for like 90 minutes. Great. It's completely di- free of dialogue. Is uh, it musical or...? Uh, great soundtrack sound, to it. Yeah. Sound design. Looks amazing. Right. Yep. I can't recommend it enough for you guys. I don't know if you... Are you a fan in men of cartoons? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Animated. Not, not really. No. no. Ja- <laughs> Japanese animation. Japanese animation. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not myself, but th- th- this film is that good that I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, yeah, like 90 minute long film, no dialogue. Uh, looks amazing. Mm. And what's what's can you can you give any premise on what? Not it is really. I mean, without giving it away, it's one of the films that I watched it and loved it, and I read about it afterwards. And some of the themes in the film that I didn't totally get at first are just amazing. It's basically mm. about like uh, again, it's totally up for interpretation how you want to look at it, but it's about man's relationship with nature. I thought you said Batman's relationship with ba- nature. About <laughs> Batman's relationship. with nature. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about uh, man's relationship with nature and how like how nature gives you what you need to live. Uh, Basically, a guy gets stranded on a beach, mm. like a bit like Castaway, and it's about he about how he survives. He tries to escape the island, and nature just keeps throwing him back on the island. That that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't want to give too much away because yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, it, that's it will a, kind of yeah, that's enough. To it's all about away. the watch kind of thing. So, but there's one like scene that. in it where he's on the island for the first time, and he's walking around like a sheer cliff face, and he falls down. I can't really describe this, but you know, like uh, on that like, tropical islands, how. 
you can have like little lagoons within like the rock face. And at first, like first impression, you can't get out of that weird little lagoon. Do, do you know what I mean by this? <laughs> it's a it's a weird description, but imagine, uh, imagine a tropical island with like a, a weird cliff right, face. So it. I'm on a tropical island and there's a cliff face. And there might be at the top of the cliff. There might be like bottom. a weird there might be like a weird pothole at the top of the at the top might, of this like rocky cliff face. Okay. And like within the within the, the pothole, it's like just a, like a lagoon of water. Like a lagoon halfway up the cliff. No. And this is like an oceanside cliff, like okay. so. Water's got into this weird little. Oh yeah, I know. I know what you mean now. Like he, fa- he falls into what, one of these weird uh, kind of just sheer drops, and he's surrounded by rocks. Shit, by rocks, yeah. <laughs> and he can't get out. And it's like that's like a fear of mine, like kind of thing, you know. Yeah. If you just fall into one of, like you, you're screwed, aren't you? <laughs> so it's just stuff like that. Where like, how does he get out of it? Yeah. Stuff like, like yeah. that. But so yeah. has it got subtitles? There's no dialogue. It was, it was literally the majority no dialogue of it. All, no dialogue. Just, yeah. I'm interested think, in that. I think there's like a, either a Dutch or French director for it, but okay. so it's got like a weird sensibility to it. But yeah, I think you guys will love it. It's, it's amazing. You sold me on it. I'm not going to give it a five because I'm trying not to give stuff a five straight away because I gave everything a five last year. And then you'll start giving sixes out. Yeah. Yep. Six <laughs> out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 4.5 out of five. That's very high from you. 4.5 out of five. I can for never a, tell where you're... For rate. a cartoon, eh? For a cartoon. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey top-rated cartoon. <laughs> yeah. That's my top cartoon of 2017. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, in terms of changing my top five for 2017, it's not the Red Turtle. Just throw that out there. Uh, it's a... Uh, Is that your little swerve? Yeah, a little you swerve. You dropped a little ball. swerve on the podcast. A little curveball. Uh, hey, guys. You know, I'm changing my list. It's yeah. not the film I just spent 10 minutes explaining. <laughs> uh, at number five was Logan. Okay. It's Unlucky Logan, because number five is now Logan Lucky. Okay. Yeah, Logan Lucky at number five. <laughs> That's uh, right. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, I think you've watched a couple of his films. You watched Side Effects, I think, a few years ago. Uh, yes. He did Magic Mike. You've seen Magic yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had, oh, think, sorry, side effects. I was just trying to click in my head. That's the one with the mental place, isn't it? Yeah, like a yeah. psychiatrist. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. I yeah, remember that's great, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he of. did like Ocean's Eleven as well, and all the, all the Ocean's films as well. Uh, it's a film about it's Adam Driver, Channing Tatum, and Daniel Craig, the three big actors. Uh, and it's about uh, two brothers coming to rob a speedway in a, in like West Virginia in the US. Uh, but yeah, it's just a great film. It, Soderbergh officially retired in like 2013 or 2014. Just completely said I'm doing normal films. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> it's only like, like, I think like mid-50s or something kind right. of thing. So everyone was like, what, why are you retiring? But he retired. Then like on Magic Mike Double XL, he was like the editor, sound producer, <laughs> like did every job <laughs> apart from director. <laughs> uh, I think he might have played Magic Mike in that as well. <laughs> uh, so he, he did that and like he clearly just wanted to get back into movie making so he mm. made his return this year with, with Logan Lucky and yeah great film uh, great like heist caper a bit like Ocean's Eleven did you say he made his return this year? 2017 okay last you... year <laughs> 2017 <laughs> I know you run your 2017 list quite loose well <laughs> but uh, I mean the big thing for me with this film is just how entertaining it is I think people sometimes just forget about entertainment value in a film and I'm planning on watching it again tonight when I get home like I've watched it once this week I'm going to stick it on again tonight with a few beers. It's that much fun. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. That's my new number five of 2017. Great. Just snuck in there. Unlucky Logan, <laughs> you're out. Un- Unlucky Logan, 
Lucky Logan. Yeah, replaced yeah. by Logan Lucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, a, right. that's a five out of five. Yep. Yeah. Go, yeah, five yep. out of five. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm done. All right, any other films? No. No? No. I'll watch it right. this week. Should we move on to our main film of the week this week? Yeah, sounds good. I haven't seen it, so I'm going to hand the reins over to who wants them. Inman. Sam. <laughs> Sam, you got the reins. Uh, yeah, we went to watch Darkest Hour yesterday night. Uh, Is it Travis... Darkest Hour or The Darkest Hour? Darkest, Darkest Hour. hour. Darkest hour. I actually Googled that last night. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, is it The do Darkest we, Hour? <laughs> do, do we need a synopsis for this, or do you think everyone knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So what's it, what's um, it about? Loose synopsis is 28 days from when Churchill took over um, to being Prime Minister of Britain uh, while Britain is at war. Can you can you do this review without spoiling the ending? We, we can try. <laughs> we can try. I don't want to know the outcome of the war. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's over the place of like 14 days or something, from like the 10th of May to the 24th. I think it's, a, I think it's like the month that... Oh, a month, sorry, right, yeah. It goes on right. a bit longer. But. Yep. Right. There you go. So, so yeah. where, where, where do we begin? Well, you know where to begin. Eh? Educate me. We uh, spoke about this in work today. When you were doing your work or? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we were busy. Uh, you mentioned this morning about the experience of watching it. Oh, we're... God, yeah, I want to talk about this, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, um, Sam, but um, about two minutes into watching the film... Mm. The most annoying thing in the world happened, and a couple walked in and decided, "I'm not going to be quiet and I'm just sit on the side seats at the side. I'm going to sit right in the middle of the cinema, make yeah. everyone move <laughs> right in front of us." <laughs> I remember this. It yeah. was so irritating, and just to just just to put the cherry on the top, um, the, the the there was a, a man and a woman, a couple. The man. Um, a couple of minutes later, his phone started ringing loudly. I was like, <laughs> right, you're, you're late. You're disrupting everyone. Now your phone's ringing. And just to top it off even more, they started chatting afterwards. Like during the film, I was like, right, leave. <laughs> That's, yeah. that, that, this is one of the reasons why I do not like going to cinema. It's when things like that happen. Because yeah, idiots like them. <laughs> yeah, literally the film has started. We were good like five minutes into the film at this point. Clement Attlee's launched into a speech on screen trying to remove Neville Chamberlain as Prime Minister. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I am well into this. Like, <laughs> now these two fucking cunts come in. <laughs> start shuffling down the road. And you're like, you, yeah. are you joking? Like, get yeah. here on time. Like, the film started. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to beep that out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Should I beep that out? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, so I'll leave it in. I'll bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, like that, that irritated me enough. <laughs> Didn't but... win the war for nothing, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that irritated me enough, them like coming in late, but yeah. the fact that the phone rang and I was just like, yeah. are you joking? Cinema etiquette is something I, I, I take seriously. Yeah. So if you're assigned a chair, you sit in that chair. Definitely. So I had a similar experience recently where there was two guys, pretty relative, relatively, it was Jumanji actually, relatively empty cinema, sat on the back row and there was two lads and they brought bags in of clearly like food and stuff. So they had a rucksack on a chair in between them. And then they like... Me and Nick were joking about that as well, like bringing a cool box in with food and stuff. <laughs> no, but like they ended up having to move seats because we wanted our seats. But because they'd left so much mess on the seats, we ended up just sitting somewhere else, like further down because they just left loads of shit. And 
we, the film hadn't even started. We were in the trailers and they'd like, they'd camped out <laughs> right at the back of the cinema. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Just on that though, do you listen to Mark Kermode at all? No. no. I don't know if it's still a thing, but years ago we did the Code of Conduct. Do you remember yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah. Where it was like no loud food. You couldn't eat loud food in the cinema. He's right. He's right, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, the right. Code of I was sat there eating nachos, right? Now, I'm, I'm contributing to the problem there, but... I can't understand why they sell things like nachos at the cinema or anything with a wrapper on it. I can't get it. I don't yeah, like food. I just don't do not understand why we do this. Yeah, and it's like twenty quid for like a box of popcorn and a drink. Mm. Like it's it's. This is why I don't really like going to cinema. It's all backwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ben Ben did get nachos, and he said I, uh, I drove, and he came. Back, I gave him a lift home, and he was saying in the car, sort of like he, he stopped eating nachos just the first minute because he was like, hum, hum. Yeah. He was like he, he, Okay, I'm gonna put that down because that's way too distracting to everyone else in cinema. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so bad because I, I did that at Jumanji, and like you're basically timing the eating of your nachos with loud things yeah, yeah. on the screen, <laughs> so it's like all oh, an explosion. Hum. <laughs> I, I noticed Ben doing that literally as the, the credits were rolling they were like just quickly chucked yeah. <laughs> it on the floor just as the film was starting I thought oh well done you know well played done that time that well and then bloody the cold breakers come waltz, waltzing in five minutes later <laughs> halfway through the film yeah, yeah. We, were, we were also talking uh, on the way home I'm not like a big cinema goer and I don't, I don't go that often I started to go a little bit more like been a couple of times this week got another trip planned for three billboards uh, next week, yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go watch that. By the end of that film, my knees were absolutely killing me because there's just not enough. Like, yeah, like I'm just yeah. like, what I'm thinking is, I don't know why they try in cinemas try and jam as many seats into a room as possible. For the first two days, you might have a an eighty percent full, full cinema. Lot, yeah. After those two days, numbers are gonna start dropping off dramatically until three weeks into the run. You're gonna have ten percent of a cinema, if that, <laughs> yeah. full. Why, why make it so uncomfortable for those ten percent of people going to the cinema? Tough question. Tough question. Like, no, I mean, I mean, I, I, I like what you're saying, but I imagine that the majority of cinemas make the money in the first sort of couple of days. Yeah, and they I imagine, have, especially now, stuff like the Last Jedi when it's just like packed yeah, in yeah, the first yeah. few days. Yeah, <clears throat> but okay, we'll just have different, different cinema theaters. screenings. Yeah. <laughs> just like, but they, you, but. On, in, on, under your rule what will end up happening is when Star Wars gets released you'll go to the Odeon and there'll be just eight screens showing Star Wars and you won't be able to go watch some other shit movie that's on at the same or time or just have adjustable seating in the, in the screening but I've got to admit we're pretty much there already to be honest with you like like when Star Wars came out you couldn't watch pretty much anything really apart from Star Wars for like a month yeah. You'd have to go to like home in Manchester to watch anything you know halfway interesting mm. kind of I mean thing. yeah I mean I, 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 I do agree I do agree with you unfortunately we live, in, we live in corporate broken Britain. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'd go way more if uh, if I knew I wasn't going to come away injured. Yeah. So, so it's cold as well. And if you could, yeah, almost ridiculously cold <laughs> in a thirty. And if you could pause it halfway through. That as well. <laughs> and yeah. come back tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd be quite happy with an intermission during cinema films. Really. Well, they used to do it when I was a kid. That was a thing, intermission. Like they'd like the close. It's what? Back when this film was set. <laughs> 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 was, was that during the bomb raids? 
<laughs> well, yeah, literally, like, I remember watching Ghostbusters as a kid, and like halfway through the film, the <coughs> curtains are closed, and you're encouraged to go and like buy a shock ice and what have you. I really like the idea of an intermission. Yeah, I don't see why not. You need the toilet halfway through, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. Because you've got to like a comedy gig, there's an intermission in the middle normally. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just most, the way. Most theatre productions uh, yeah. you go to. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Music, musicals, whatever. Like. Suppose with the cinema, they just want to show you the film, get you out, get the next batch of people back in. Yeah. Get the next yeah. 10 people in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two of them will be late and ruin it for everyone yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Are okay. we going to talk about Dark oh, Tower? Yeah, what's the film again? <laughs> um, something that was mentioned after we watched the film when we came out was the speech impediments of a couple of people of and every the, major character <laughs> and the mumbling of Churchill yeah making it hard to sort of like listen to the film and a little bit of I think somebody, someone describe it as a chore to watch not I a chore ben, but ben maybe struggle to watch like yeah. and understand what everything that was being said anyway um Gary Oldman did you've mentioned Mark Hermode uh, yeah. so I think it was I can't remember if it was yesterday's episode of the week before um, Simon Mayo spoke to uh, Gary Oldman and really interesting discussion of that. And then Kermode gave his review and he said that it isn't an imitation of Churchill. It's not a direct, uh, get as get the voice as close as you can to Churchill's exact voice as it was. Um, there's some license in there for the mumbling, yeah. but it's not a direct <laughs> imitation, which I thought was fine and everything like that. And it, to be fair, at the start of the film... The um, secretary goes in and she's warned that he mumbles and everything like that. And I think at that point, I was like, well, you just got to take his character and his mumblings for what they are. If you don't hear it, what exactly what you're saying, that's part of his character and part of the film. And yeah. I think, for me, I was thinking, I've, I'm just accepting that as character um, trait. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't that bothered with the... But the um the mumbling, to be honest, I was I was like, yeah, that's that's just part of the film, isn't it? So. I was fine with it, particularly Gary Oldman. It was more like Viscount Halifax and yeah. uh, the King, who were the more distracting ones, really. Yeah. But I suppose they're going for authenticity, aren't they? So yeah. I didn't I didn't find it too distracting from the film. I I don't know. I I didn't feel like I didn't understand. Oh, not so, yeah, not so large chunks of it or anything like that. Yeah. Just, um, Lawless. Um, oh yeah. Watch that. I'd, <laughs> Quite a while ago, but um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and that. I don't, I don't understand a word he yeah. said in that film. Like, yeah, I think it just grunts for half. Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything as bad as that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking of Gary Oldman, for me, I don't know how you guys felt about it. But it felt like the film took a while to really get going. I, th- I feel like I don't know if it's planned this way, but Churchill was quite sparse in the first thirty minutes. I thought almost like the building you up yeah, to, like yeah. you know. When you find the scene, he's just like yeah. lying in bed, smoking a cigar. It's like really weird <laughs> introduction to him. Uh, but yeah, for me, it took a while for the film to actually get going. But when Churchill, about half an hour in, hits his stride, mm. Churchill, Gary Oldman, when Gary Oldman hits his stride about half half an hour in, I thought it, it really hit like a, yeah. a really good note kind of thing. Uh, his performance is incredible, oh, I think, so in the cool, film, yeah. Really he, did you say he was getting tipped for Oscars based on I that? believe so, yeah. People mm. are saying that... I mean, are the nominations out yet for the Oscars? I don't know. It's February, uh, I think, the actual award show. So, But I believe he's, you know, like the first name on everyone's list kind of thing. Yeah. So it can't be understated how good he is in the film. He, he really is. Some of the speeches he delivers, you know, the... Uh, what's the one where 
you can't reason with a tiger yeah. when your head is in its mouth. That was that was especially good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the, some of those are great. Like yeah. those actual speeches, though. Yeah, well. the actual speech. The, yeah, the actual source material. Hard calling the source material. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who wrote this? <laughs> the source material is like really good. Yeah. And it's obviously the impact of that. Seeing that now acted out yeah. must must be great. Like, yeah, like, it's been done before, but like it, it's you know it's a twenty it's a twenty seventeen version, twenty eighteen yep. version. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 what I loved about this film though, like I, I always had this impression of Churchill because obviously he brought Britain out of one of the hardest times they've been in in the past couple of centuries, kind of thing. But um, I, I had this impression that it was like a proper like gentleman kind of thing but like this film <laughs> proper shines in a different light he's, yeah definitely. he's supposed to have been very brash wasn't he i suppose you've all just yeah, watched this well the, the, i think he was known to have like i don't know if it's a drinking problem was, but he had a drinking habit definitely there was this one picture which got taken on the film um where like um paparazzi is chasing him and he stick it gives him the v um and it's a real picture if you google yeah, it's it an it's, iconic it's, yeah, it's a real yeah, picture yeah. and like i thought that was quite good but yeah. I, i'd never seen this before um, but like I say, it shines to him in a whole new light to what I previously thought of him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, going off that, I think the point of this film is to show like the more vulnerable side of, of Churchill. You have mm. this image of him being like the, the, the guy who won World War Two kind of thing. The, you know, the, the strong leader. But it's more about showing you him in the quiet moments when he is doubtful and he is, you know, yeah. am I doing the right thing? I'm sacrificing 4,000 soldiers here kind of thing. Yeah, is it the right thing to do, I, you know? I did like that, that um, showing that, like, he wasn't always sure about his decisions, like, because yeah. he was getting a lot of pressure from a lot of different angles, wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, so he just didn't know what to do kind of thing. Just to explain, Joe, I mean, I, I didn't know about the actual background to this. Basically... Neville Chamberlain is forced to step down because of the way he's just handled, like the shoddy way that he's led the country into war with Germany. Uh, and at that point, everyone wants Viscount Halifax to become the new uh, Prime Minister. I didn't, I've never even heard of Viscount Halifax before. I didn't even know. It's a real historical figure, I imagine, but I'm not yeah. looked into it. Uh, and he played a kind of like a political card by stepping back and letting Churchill become Prime Minister. I think it was kind of like give him enough rope to let him hang himself and I'll step in and save the day kind of yeah. thing, but it doesn't play out that way. Apparently uh, it didn't play out that like that in real life either, though. Ah, so right. Okay. I was, see, I was wondering that, like the actual truth like, behind yeah. it. Uh, and it's essentially Churchill coming in to a government which is being told by the war cabinet that they have to make peace with Germany and Churchill just won't have it kind of thing. And as soon as like Viscount Halifax realises that he's not going to push for peace, everyone's then trying to get rid of Churchill straight away. <laughs> and it's just him fighting like all, all corners, like fighting Germany, fighting his own war cabinet, that mm. kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean... Don't, I, don't call it a war cabinet for nothing, do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm interested in some of the actual true facts behind it. Do you, Have you looked into it at all, Inman? Or? I've seen various bits, but I, I don't know whether... Yeah. I, I might be able to... Interjects with well, I was just thinking like the Viscount Halifax thing. I wasn't, I didn't really know anything about him, but the bit where he actually, uh, it's almost like a kind of weird prequel sequel to, to Dunkirk. Like, it, if it'd come out at the same time, it'd have been a good, like, double bill, yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, very positive double bill, yeah. Watching Dunkirk and this at the same time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's one bit where like people, the soldiers are trapped at Dunkirk, and there's like a kind of like a ploy just to, to save those soldiers on the beach. They send 4,000 soldiers from Calais just mm. to sacrifice themselves uh, to distract the Nazis <clears throat> from actually going to Dunkirk to wipe out the army. And I, I have no idea. I, mean, I don't know if that's a real thing that happened. I imagine it will be, but, yeah, I have no idea about that. I think it would, would be, but I'd, I also thought, kind of thought, well, 
that should have been part of Dunkirk film. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, yeah. I know that is Dunkirk, but that is part of the the battle, wasn't it? Like, yeah. And uh, one of the reasons why they got so many soldiers off the beaches. Of yeah, Dunkirk, because of that. Yeah. I suppose with Dunkirk, it was very much this is the story. This yeah. is the yeah, small yeah. part of this. Yeah, just whole focus thing. on this one bit. If you like, extend yeah. it out too much, and it's just it would lose. It, it would have lost it? maybe yeah. some of its focus. Yeah, that's fair enough. One other thing I did like in the film, get to see Churchill on the toilet quite a bit. <laughs> I think there's right. quite, quite good uh, funny moments, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, quite good. Oh, what, was, uh, what was the uh, line he said to someone while he was on the toilet? Was it, um, do you want to reply to the French French president? And it was, uh, is, it, is it like I've got one shit to deal with first before yeah. dealing with <laughs> the other yeah, shit? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. And uh, the other bit, he phones, uh, is it Teddy Roosevelt on the, on the, on the toilet? <laughs> I like when uh, he went, because he went in and Dorf slams and you see WC and he sat, the next shot is he sat on the toilet and he's got a, um, he's got his drink there. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's got, drink, a, got his uh, cigar a big, on the ashtray. Big bottle ready to pour whenever he needs it. Yeah. Like, uh, depending on how long he's going to spend there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, this is something I've always wondered about. What does WC stand for on the toilet? Or is that like just his initials? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what does it actually stand for? I think it's... Isn't uh, it French? Is it? I don't know. It'll it's, be, it'll be Latin for some reason. I think it is yeah. Latin. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Latin, not French. Yeah. I actually knew what it meant once. But... I'll find out for next week. <laughs> Great. Stay tuned in for toilet news. <laughs> I, I used to know that. I used yeah. to know yeah. that. But just, just, they make a big point of showing it when it, when it shuts the door, like WC. Hmm. Stands for toilet. Le, le toilet. Le, le toilet. <laughs> uh, just, just a observation about the look of the film. I'm not a big fan of the look of it. I think going back to the Lost City of Sea episode that we did, I mentioned on that that I don't know why when they do like period films, they make it look stuffy and old. Do, do you know what I mean? When yeah, like yeah. they have like light streaming in through dark light through curtains and everything's smoky and dusty. <laughs> there was like, there was a point when King was given. Churchill, like, this is, you're going to be Prime Minister. I, yeah. I really noticed light coming in. I was a bit like, this is just far too... We're talking like a, it was a bit too over the top. For yeah, that, like. it was like, it wasn't even natural light. It was like this really grey, <laughs> dark light that yeah. just makes everything look like the 1940s kind of thing. We're talking dusty. Yeah, yeah, dusty. But it was a much dustier time. Well, I don't think, I'm not sure <laughs> if it was. <laughs> War, wartime creates a lot of dust. But I like, when you watch Dunkirk, that looks like a modern film. Like... It's like we have this thing in our head of 1940, oh, that, that would have looked old back then. But it wouldn't at the time. See, it would have looked, looked modern, you know what I mean? I like, always think this. Yeah, like, like you, the, you don't need to make it look old, because if I was watching this from that era, it would have yeah. looked new. <laughs> and just as a, a comparison, I don't know if you remember, but in, in Glorious Bastards, when uh, Michael Fassbender gets his orders from Winston Churchill, do you remember that scene? Mike, Mike Myers plays the uh, the sergeant. And it's not. It's like a, an old boardroom, but it's not an old-looking scene. You know, it's like brightly lit and stuff, and it's got like pastel colours on the wall and stuff like that. So I just don't like it when films. I mean, Joe Wright's the director, and I think he's got a, a habit. He did like Atonement and Pride and Prejudice. He's got a habit of making making stuffy-looking films, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> stuffy-looking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. So you you feel like the emphasis that they were trying to create didn't need those extra creative direction. Yeah, it's almost like uh, just to show, don't forget we're in the 1940s, yeah, everything's yeah, dusty yeah. and stuffy. Yeah. But at the time it would have been, it would have been new and modern at the time. But it was definitely dustier. Yeah, a dustier time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> World War Two, a dustier time. <laughs> just want to mention that, stuff. I'm sure I mentioned it on the Lost City yeah, podcast as well. Uh, uh, my last point really is just, uh, 
It's directed by Joe Wright. Have you guys watched any, any of his films that he's done? I've not seen many of them. I've only seen... Uh, I watched Hannah, which he did in like 2011 or 2012. Yeah, 11. With Sasha Ronan. Have you seen that one? I've not seen it, but... Um, but it's no. one of those films that like everyone raved about it at the time, saying like it's like a an assassin action film, but with a twist. And it is that, but I just didn't find it that interesting personally. It is good, like it's a good film kind of thing, but what I'm not totally blown away by... His work and I watched Pan as well. I think have you watched that as well? I've watched Pan. Yeah. Oh, was, was that by him? As well? That's by him as well, and that was a bit more of a, a bit more of a miss, I think. Yeah, but, that was definitely a miss. That one. <laughs> yeah, but he's done like Atonement as well and Pride and Prejudice. I'm sure there's another one in there as well. That, uh, okay. threw in. So I'm not a massive. I mean, it's a perfectly good film. I'm not I'm not a massive oh, no, fan yeah. of his style or anything, mm. but yeah, I think I think I'm pretty much done. Um, I've got trivia, which might just bring up something from the film if yeah. if we want to get into that. I'm all for trivia. Like a bit of trivia. Uh, Gary Oldman uh, obviously wears a fat suit in the uh, oh, in the yeah. film. His uh, his makeup total, total time spent in makeup two hundred hours. Ooh. In makeup. I mean, it, it is amazing. The, I thought the makeup on him like it doesn't look a fat suit at any point. No. You, know, you can't see the join kind of thing. Or I, like I mean, that. I thought originally like did he put on weight for this because it's just it like, looked that good. Yeah, yeah. but then like uh, I think it was Graham Norton show he was on and he said it wasn't. Wasn't in that, and they went into sort of like the makeup part of it and stuff like. That. It's also with the posture as well, the way he holds himself. Like he's got like a low, low chin, and mm-hmm. he like he's always holding his back and his stomach and stuff. In the uh... well, the, the fat suit was half his body weight. Oh, uh, that's, maybe that's a natural so posture. <laughs> act, acting through that and getting up with that extra yeah. weight, is like, yeah, you'd probably get through that. Um, <clears throat> he said at the end of the film, sort of like because he's he does does his big speech and then walks out. And then it has like more blurb about what happened after that kind of like that end point of the film. Um, and it said sort of like after winning the war, five years later, win the war. And after that, like a month later, he was like um, general election and he wasn't re-elected oh, yeah, or anything yeah. like that. He was re-elected in the next... Yeah, 1951, yeah. 1951, and he was replaced by Clem Attlee in 1945, who was the guy at the start of the film. Stabbing uh, Neville Chamberlain in the back. Right. Yeah, so it's all just yeah big players. In the end, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was prime minister again. Yeah, from fifty one to fifty five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they must have gone. Oh, made a bit of a mistake there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cigar budget. I think uh, I've seen a couple of different uh, numbers with this. So I've seen between twenty thousand dollars and thirty thousand dollars just on cigars. Yeah, uh, that's a great stat. Yeah. So uh, great bit of trivia that. Roughly about four hundred cigars between between those two numbers, fifty and seventy five dollars per cigar. Well, we mentioned uh, after you after you explained that to us, we were saying like, do you think like on set they were like, look, can you use a fake cigar? Mate? <laughs> yeah. No, I need I need these ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I need four hundred of them. <laughs> if you're a fan of like cigars and you're an actor, you'd be like. We are going to have to film that scene yeah. again. I'm a method actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got nicotine poison from uh, smoking 400 cigars. <laughs> so, um, his secretary uh, in real life was not his secretary. Well, was not his secretary until 1941. So after the film is set. Right. So that's, again, artistic license in there. More artistic license... Uh, is the underground scene, which we questioned at the time after, after we came quite out. Curious about this. Yeah. So basically, um, not seeing the film, he goes, he, he's in his car and all of a sudden his driver turns around, he hears a door slam and he's not, Churchill isn't there. 
this is something that Churchill did, right. where he would disappear from 10 Downing Street or the War Cabinet, and he would go and speak to the public, but there's no sort of story that he went and did this on the underground. So that's... A bit of artistic license. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the film. And I guess, relatively speaking, it's easier to film in a a dark a dark room where you've not got anything going on. Like, not filming in, like, a street of London or whatever. Yeah. Is this an artistic interpretation of what he could have done? I guess I guess so. So like these conversations probably happened, but not like, yeah in a different I, context in, yeah. maybe. Can I just jump in there as well? I feel like that scene as well was highlighting that Churchill will like bend facts and stuff to strengthen his own argument. Like when he's talking to the people on the tube, he gives them one story, then they they give him their opinion. Then later on, when he's talking yeah. to the uh, the cabinet. It's like I spoke to Mrs. Mr. Baker, and, Mr. Baker, yeah. and he told me. Like, yeah. He's just totally. He gets the names and like he throws a bit of truth in there, and then and then throws this random fact in <laughs> and makes it all merge together, like to win his yeah. argument, kind of thing. <laughs> that that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you can just feed someone just a load of shit, but if you sprinkle a tiny bit of truth on it, it makes yeah. the whole thing look real. Yeah, yeah. It makes it uh, a lot more credible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, production side of that underground scene, they tried to find like a pre-war uh, tube train. Uh, couldn't get one, so the tube train is nineteen fifty nine tube train, oh, but right. dressed up like a pre war one. Yeah. Um, so what they couldn't salvage any pre war pre war ones. Tube train. No, couldn't couldn't use one. Um, another part of that is that he only goes one stop. The conversation goes on for over five minutes, but that, <laughs> that in reality only takes two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In real life, it'd be on the Bakerloo line now. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're like. The source of that fact, <laughs> just the just the idea. Someone sat there and went. But the thing is, what I was thinking watching the film. I was thinking like this one. It was stop. you. It's <laughs> <laughs> thirty seconds. They get to the next. They ne- get to the next stop, and he already knows it's one stop because he get the some woman before he gets on the yeah. train. Like, whoa, well, how do you get to Westminster? Oh, it's one stop on the East Line, like, <laughs> District Line. And he goes one. So he gets to the next stop. And goes, oh, what stop is this? Westminster, yeah. sir. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I was thinking. It's taken a long time between the stop. I've, yeah. I've been on the underground. It could have been a slower really one on the front of it, and it's like <laughs> a slower rail or a slower speed. Can I say 1941 with the rail and that have gone slower? Possibly. They maybe, didn't say maybe. sort of like this at the time, but I don't know. What the... Well, I feel back then it was all, all steam engines. <laughs> They're going a lot quicker. <laughs> so, great. <coughs> no, that's uh, trivia. That I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that trivia. Can I just jump in as well? What have you guys got a favourite scene at all from the film? For me, it's the bit where like Churchill's just been dogged throughout the entire film by, like, say, the war cabinet, uh, Germany, France are just the, the Americans can't help him. Even the King of England like just doesn't like him whatsoever. <laughs> and it's the scene where the king comes to visit him. Is it home at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like I presume like the late night or middle of the night, and the king is just finally had enough. He's like, you know, like fuck it, let's, let's get Hitler. <laughs> I'm behind you, you know, let's yeah. go to war. Because all the talks have been about peace talks before that. I, again, I don't know if that's actually true, but like the King of England finally sways on it and it's like, no one behind you, we're going to go to war, we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's why we won. Yeah. Talking talk about, uh, if you've got favourite scenes, we'll go into it, but yeah. the, the trailers for me, I, I saw the trailers two or three times and I was almost waiting for those moments in the film. Like you've got oh, those, really? you've got those quotes. So when he says, "Stop interrupting me when I'm interrupting you," yeah. like, <laughs> I just know this is coming. I know what you I, mean. I, yeah. I, I've seen the scene and stuff like that. And then because the context of that was like the, the mood was quite dark and the, the music was down and sort of like there was no 
comedic element to that. Yeah. So when he said that, and most of the audience laughed, I was like, I don't feel like that's supposed to be funny. Funny, but it is in the it is funny in the trailer because you've not got the yeah. context. The trailer makes it look like it's Jerry Seinfeld. In the but, film, it's actually like a dramatic point, like in yeah. that, that, that happens so much in yeah. trailers, but like that's one of the reasons why, like, if I had my way, if I was in charge of films in general, <laughs> there would be no trailers. Yeah, like, I think right. trailers but then get no one far too. The no, <laughs> yeah. like, Are you trying yeah. to suggest that like people laugh because they'd seen the trailer and they were laughing because of that? I always think they'll have seen it in the trailer, laughed, and when it comes up in the film. They're almost programmed that that's a funny moment. But, yeah. Because I haven't, I, I never actually watched the trailer before watching this film. I just knew it was a Churchill film, so I wanted yeah. to watch it. And I found that hilarious. <laughs> I don't know, I was, just, I was watching it going, maybe I'm just being a bit of a great no, I, I, no, I see your point, though, because I've had the same thing with trailers where I know something's coming, and then when it actually happens, it's not as funny in the trailer. Not because I've seen it, but because out of context it was funny, yeah. and then in context it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe this one... Maybe, but yeah. I mean, it's a it's a funny it's a funny enough line, but the, I just felt like where it was in the film and the lead up to it, I was like, he's 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 being serious there. Yeah, I'm in charge here. Don't interrupt me when I'm when I've got something to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I did find it funny in the film as well, but I definitely know what you mean about just the whole like pattern of that scene in the trailer. Mm. I don't know if they, they make more edits to it, but it's just such a different feel in the yeah, trailer to yeah. how it is in the film. It plays quite differently. But like I say, people still laughed anyway. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's like been recontextualized for the trailer mm. to, to make it look like a like a Jerry Seinfeld kind of highlight reel or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, I'm not saying that that's like a... Yeah, we're saying like favourite scenes or anything like that. Yeah. There, are, there are many... Good scenes like this when he's doing his speeches and you. I do. Of, I do like, like the really, uh, the head in the tiger's mouth speech as well. That that is amazing. I think my, my favorite one from it was when he did his first broadcast and he's sort of like. Oh yeah. He's he's just about to go live to the nation on the wireless, and uh, they're waiting for like the red light and stuff like that. And the red light ticks and you've got the connotations of the red, the really red dark room, and yeah. you just sort of like everything just stops, and then and then he starts his speech and you're like. Yes, yeah. here we go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, I really did like that. Bit, yeah, that was good. Yeah, Nick, have you got anything? Uh, any favorite scenes or? Oh, favorite scene. I don't know. Like you say, the speeches. Yeah. The, the speeches always made me uh, the, the the hair on my skin stand up. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Can well, I just jump in with one more thing? Like, there's one scene where he goes to visit the French Prime Minister because they've just been invaded by Germany, and he's saying to them like, "Look, Germany have invaded with Panzer tanks." But that's all they've got. They've just got tanks going down the road. Like when they, when you say they've invaded, <laughs> I, I was saying last night. I find it interesting in terms of war. Like how do you know when you technically invaded somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Like if you said one tank down the road, it's like oh we've invaded. <laughs> do you need to have a certain number of like armed forces to go in, kind of thing? But, yeah, it's a good question. I yeah. imagine it's as soon as they start <laughs> start invading. Yeah, is when you would call it an invasion. First tank in. Yeah. Oh, being invaded, and then when one of them stops, it's like, oh, they're occupying. Well, I feel like someone made the point last night. Like, I suppose if you looked out your window and there's like a panzer attack, with, it's like, oh, yeah, the Germans <laughs> ain't. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, but I just like the fact that Churchill's point is almost is saying to the French PM, he's saying like, look, like don't give, you know, just don't fold. Like, they, they, yeah, sure, they've sent people in, like, but you can still fight back, kind of thing. Mm. They're just like, no, you're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so that, that ended that. <laughs> right. Yep. 
You all, you all seem to think this was a very poignant film and like well put together. I think there's powerful stuff in it. I mean, yeah, obviously, definitely. it's a you know, it's it's the source, the source material. material. <laughs> <laughs> source material is like pretty deep. So yeah. There's a point where he he really mumbled in the secretary's supposed to be typing, but like he oh. says, I can't find the words, and she says, No one's got away with words as like you do. Yeah, I was like, Because there's going to be a film made about you. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love that bit though, where he's almost beginning to think about drafting up peace talks. So it's like, you know, draft the letter. And it's like, uh, you know, we're going to discuss peace talks with Adolf. <laughs> he just starts mumbling to himself, like, you know, obscenities and stuff. Which is like, so, so, you were mumbling there. <laughs> that was quite good. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much done, though. Yeah, are we all done with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Star ratings, then. Where should we start? Who wants to give the I first? Can, I can go first. Go for it. Uh, very light, four out of five. Okay. You Good, but not five. Good. Uh, I mean, it'll never be more than that for me. I'm not a fan of the look of the film. It's all about Gary Oldman, really. Just his performance is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Are you giving his performance a five out of five? Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can definitely understand why it's being tipped for awards, but on the whole, like four out of five. Yep. Cool. Sam? Uh, I'm the same. I was debating between three and a half or four. Gone, gone with four. Um, again, Gary Oldman just, just plays it really well, sort of. Yeah, was I like the film. Four stars. Yep. Nick? Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four. four out of five, yeah. Yep. Solid. Solid yeah. film, then. Definitely worth worth watching. Yeah. Go, go Probably better out. than Solid, too. Sounds like a really good film. Yeah, yeah. It was a great film. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I couldn't give it a five out of five. Though. I'm not sure if it was too hyped up from where I was going in, expecting a little bit more, because it literally is a story of this this date to this date. Like, when it, at, the, at the end, I was like, oh, that's the end. Like, because... Because you kind of go, well, there's still a lot more of the war to yeah, go. Yeah. And I kind of felt, well, I, I kind of want this just to continue a little bit. But like, That is worth mentioning. Like The pacing of the film was not all over the place, but I had no idea watching it. I, my phone died, so I couldn't even check my phone mm. at the time. I had no idea at any point in the film how long was left. Because like, no. there's no beginning, middle and end. It's just telling you, know, it's like a historical document. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was just like, I couldn't tell you now whether we're 10 minutes from the end or whether we're 10 minutes in. I was just like, I've totally lost track kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You say it's like... It was too hyped up for you. Like I, I, I literally went into that film not knowing it, apart from the historical facts. Mm. But um, I, I, I didn't know anything about the film. So, no. but I, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Like, yep. God, you liked it. Didn't like, bomb. I'm, I'm for, I'm for a film that. I'm <laughs> 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 for a film that doesn't really like it. Takes place more in just the political um, houses and stuff. Like, like, it's a lot more interesting than they expected. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I, I thought like there'd be more like war stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, with him standing behind soldiers and stuff. Do you know, like the pictures where he stood there and behind soldiers in like. It... Yeah. Well, that was another. Did they mention at the end of the film how much how much distant? No, I think I read it afterwards. He travelled so much distance during World War Two. He was like a sixty-five-year-old man, and he had like a heart attack in nineteen forty-one and stuff. And yet he travelled just so you know, like must have been like the world like five times over or something <laughs> during the course of the of the oh, war. Really? Like, yeah, and like you know, he was not. Not a young man, but they say that the war re-energized him, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And he definitely didn't have a healthy, uh, healthy lifestyle. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. How do you find drinking during the day? <laughs> Lots of practice. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming he's he's not no longer alive. No, died um, at the age of ninety. Did he? Yeah. When, when, when would that have been? That would have been 1970. Oh, fair enough. I'm not sure what year he died. Yeah. Something like that, maybe. Uh, but just one final thing on the showing. Don't know if you guys noticed. A lot of old faces in the audience. 
not just mine. <laughs> a lot of old faces. Uh, I was half worried we might not make it through the showing without a casualty at one point. <laughs> this film attracted a very a much older older audience than normal. And that couple. And well, I think they were knocking on as well. Uh, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's not exactly a romantic film. Like take take your significant other and go watch. <laughs> no, go I watch feel Churchill. like it might be one of them films that it's like, yep, your dad will like it. You know what I mean? That yeah, kind of film. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm sending your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, should we wrap up then? Yep. Sounds yep. good. Social media. We're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at yeah, it's Joe. I am a. Rubik's Football. I am at DST Nick. Yep, I'm at Taylor1980, and you can email us at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com. All right. Nick, we're on Instagram and Facebook, aren't we? Yeah, we are, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the uh, show's Twitter is DSTE Podcast. Yep, follow Uh, that. Same username on Instagram, not that we're particularly active on there. Yeah, don't bother with that one. No, maybe not. (laughs) And then, yeah, Facebook to search us on Facebook. Yep. Cool. Cool. Good show. Yeah, cheers, boys. Yeah. yeah. Film sounded good. Give that a watch. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. All right, well, let's say let's say bye then. Yep. Yep. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, cheers, Thanks for listening. Bye. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> cheers. Snappy. <laughs> <laughs>